Welcome to the Culture Climate on the Sister Speak Show. Sister Speak, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Sister, spiritual inspiration shared through art. Sister, spiritual inspiration shared through Ayana. I am Ayana, the hostess, creator, and producer of the Sister Speak Show. And guess what? It is my pleasure meeting you. And welcome to all the first-time listeners of the Sister Speak Show. Sister Speak airs live and on demand every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Spreaker Podcast app. The only time that it won't air at those time, that time that I mentioned is if there is no special guest coming on or there is a last minute schedule change. Either way, you're going to always have an episode coming from the Sister Speak show. And guess what? Big announcement. Added. Just added. As in yesterday added. A new segment to this podcast, a new segment to the Sister Speak show. I am elated, my brothers and sisters, to announce the tour. The tour has been added to the Sister Speak show. Well, what can we catch on the tour, Ayana? I'm glad you were wondering. Let me help you. You can catch live bands, musicians, songwriters, Singers, producers, managers, sound engineers, publicists, okay, interviews, all for you, my brothers and sisters, the tour. But when can we listen to the tour? I will always keep you informed of who's coming to the Sister Speak show. And I want you to understand that whoever's coming to the Sister Speak show, they're going to definitely flow. You are going to be able to listen to some grooves, some tunes. You're going to be able to listen to some good vibes, some good energy. You know, let's dance. You know, let's, let's, let's get it in. You know, let's just have a good time. No shooting. No violence. No having to come to the club with your tennis shoes on. Okay, or even to a concert with your tennis shoes on. Okay, always having to have your Nike gear on because you never know when you're going to have to, on your mark, get set and go. Because for some reason, some people like to keep up mess, right? But not on the tour, honey. A mature listening audience, mature acts, okay? Mature interviews. I told you. We were expanding this show. So the first act on the tour is the city from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Okay? Houston, stand up. Texas, stand up. You know, they experienced Hurricane Harvey. And they committed to the fact that they said that they would come onto the show and they rescheduled. And in the midst of them rescheduling, look what came about, honey. The tour. Who's coming on the tour next, Ayana? Well, October 8th, we've got Ballad. Oh, this brother can sing. And when he sings, I'm telling you, you're going to want to just, just love. You know, 
romantic music, sweet music, I love you music. Okay, add it to your shuffle music. And speaking of adding it to your shuffle, this podcast should be added to your shuffle. This should be a part of your listening palette, okay, every week. This isn't a podcast that comes on just once. And, you know, that's that's the time that some people may only have when it comes to having a podcast. But on the Sister Speak show, I'm giving you Sundays, I'm giving you Tuesdays, I'm giving you Thursdays, and guess what? There's other times throughout the week that the Sister Speak show is going to air. Why? Because of the tour, my brothers and sisters. So I want you to always be listening, subscribe to this podcast, you know, follow, tell other people about this podcast because the Sister Speak show is growing, okay? growing so don't forget sunday's the platform tuesday's coming to the stage thursday's the culture climate with special guest interviews live performances in studio interviews and live on location reports the special guests who will be on the sister speak show are dynamic and impacting the community with their passions the sister speak show is a talk show that will keep your mind and soul Informed, energized, and encouraged. The Sister Speak Show is a cultural renaissance platform. Say it with me, my brothers and sisters. A cultural renaissance platform that influences a climate that is conducive to who you are and who you should be. No reckless entertainment. Just responsible listening nourishment. We don't encourage you to go dumb. We encourage you to go wisdom. You better say that, sister. Did you hear that? We don't encourage you to go dumb. We encourage you to go wisdom. You will always hear that on the Sister Speak show. The Sister Speak show is recorded live and on demand in Dallas County, Texas, Cedar Hill, Texas, to be exact. Okay, my brothers and sisters, the culture climate. But what are we going to be talking about today, my sister? Well, you know I've got a topic. You know we're going to talk about the hues, hearing unique, exceptional stories. That's a part of the culture climate. And sometimes... The content can be heavy, but it is heavy because you can bear it, okay? You can bear it. You can bear to be on the x-ray table. You can bear to be encouraged. You can bear to be inspired. And you can bear to be corrected. You You can bear tough love, okay? When I speak to you, my brothers and sisters, I'm definitely speaking to myself. I hold myself accountable. I'm holding myself accountable when I speak to you. Not self-righteous, not perfect. Don't even have to say that because you aren't. But I am striving towards a mark. I'm pressing towards a mark. Okay? And this, what this, that is what this show is about. So today on the cultural climate, the culture climate, excuse me. Today on the culture climate, 
We're going to talk about it. This show is entitled, Do You See What I See? And Did You Hear What I Just Heard? Mm, mm, mm. Did you see what I see? And did you hear what I just heard? That is powerful. Well, okay, Ayana. What's the basis of this topic? What exactly are you speaking about? I'll tell you what I'm speaking about. Skin color. Skin color. We are going to focus on skin tone. We're going to examine it. Skin tone is something that you can't help but see. But through my journey, I have discovered that many people are color blind. Many people are color blind. Color ignorant. Color intolerant. Color disrespectful. Color oppressionist. Color oppressors. There we go. Color Neglectful. Color murderers. What? It all starts with your eyes and your tongue and your heart. My people, my brothers and my sisters and people abroad in different countries, continents are all dealing with color. Now you said colorblind. What are you saying? I'll start it off and, and it'll be very harsh, but it'll be very honest. And, and, I, and I know that you're going to have to say she's right. Color. My skin tone, me, Ayana, my skin tone is brown, my brothers and sisters, but I'm called black. White people who are called white, their skin is not white. I am an artist. I have said this before. I know what black is. I know what white is. Oh, come on. Don't get into that. Why not? See, we're talking about identity here. Natural identity. What I naturally see with my eye in front of me is a brown-skinned woman. I am brown in color. Now, you look at your skin. Right now, what color are you? Say it. Some of you may be saying I'm a deep chocolate. Some of you may be saying I'm a caramel toned. Some of you may be saying I am more of a cafe latte tone. Some of you may be saying I am milk chocolate. Whatever it is, some of you may be saying I am a peach color. I am a, not olive, because that would make you green. I am a 
fair beige color. In nowhere where I mentioned did I hear black. Right? Now listen, let's just be honest. Black is not even a nationality. Mm, mm, mm. At some point, my brothers and sisters, we're going to have to figure out where we come from. And we're going to have to denounce the misappropriation of title of color. When you look at an elephant, what color is an elephant? Gray. Right? Grass. Green. Come on now. Clouds. What color? White. Sky. Come on now. Blue. Sun, come on now, yellow. Come on. Sidewalk, gray. Come on now. Tree, the bark, come on, brown. You hear what I'm saying to you? These colors. Why are we able to appropriately observe and declare those colors that I just mentioned, but misappropriate the color when it comes to us. Right? Gotta have this conversation, my brothers and my sisters. So, when it comes to color, one thing that I have noticed when it comes to color is my brothers and my sisters have been murderers with their tongue when it comes tongues when it comes to other brothers and sisters and their color teasing people because of their skin tone ostracizing people because of their skin tone outcasting people, making them pariahs. That's what an outcast is. Having people go home crying and shaming themselves and wishing that they were another color. Shame on us. Shame on you. Shame on me for being murderers with our tongues. Joy jackers with our tongues. Confidence destroyers with our tongues. Insecure mongers mm, mm, mm. with our tongues. Making other people become insecure. Making other people want to kill themselves because of their color. Having a low tolerance for dark skinned people having a high tolerance for light-skinned people. When did this start? We know when. How did it start? We know how. Why is it still going on? That's the question. That's the question. Why is it still going on? You understand what I'm saying to you? Why is it still going on? Now, this isn't to shame anybody who has whatever skin tone you have. 
but I have to point out what the versus is. It has been light skin versus dark skin. And it is not just amongst our people. It is not just in the United States of America. It is everywhere. The darker you are, the more you are pushed off in society. The more you are deemed to be wicked, not good. Can you believe that? That people have the audacity to think like that. It's going on everywhere, my brothers and sisters. You know it. Some of you have participated in it and some of you have been the victim of your color being the focal point of a demon. Mm, mm, mm. Why do you say a demon? Well, dang it. Would an angel sit there and, and, and make you feel bad about the skin tone that you're in? With un, you know, you have to call it what it is. Just being honest, it's a wicked spirit. It's an evil spirit. It's, it's a demonstrative spirit. Okay? True story. Eighth grade. Seventh grade, really. When I got out to California, I was, I, I actually came to California in the sixth grade. And I was one out of two brown-skinned people in my class. I played a lot in the sun. I don't know about you, but I played when I was younger, so I was always out in the sun, and my father is of a darker hue. He is a dark chocolate man. My mother, she is a caramel skin-toned woman, and I am a brown-toned woman with a little hint of caramel in my undertone undertone but my predominant tone is brown so the longer you are in the sun the longer you're in the sun the darker you're going to become that's why people tan right you know i need to get out in the sun you know i'm just gonna go tanning you know that type of stuff you know people go and tan in tanning salons even my sister's tan i don't know what's up with y'all but anyway so the longer you're in the sun, the browner you're going to become. So after summertime, I'm headed towards Catholic school. Okay? I don't know why my parents put me in that, but they did. They, they dropped me off at what was a daily hell for me. And with my skin tone, I ran across some spirits, wicked spirits, through two particular females that decided that I was going to be the target every day. Every day, y'all, every day, I dreaded going to school because they talked about me. They called me black this and black that, dark chocolate. They used to call me Hershey's dark chocolate. And I used to be so mad, but baby now, mm, mm, mm. I love, okay, shout out to you all for calling it like it was. I am some Hershey's dark chocolate. Who doesn't like chocolate? But I'm milk chocolate, baby. Get it right next time, okay? So anyway, they always tease me. Oh, I mean, every day. And that's the thing about teachers. You got to pay attention to what's going on in your classroom. Some of your children are suffering daily at the hands of your students and you are oblivious to the drive-bys 
that take place every day from your students' tongues to others. They are malicious and they need to be rebuked and corrected. There needs to be a level of education about skin tone, but probably first you need to be educated yourself. So that's probably why I'm telling you, you shouldn't be a teacher if you don't know how to watch out for each and every single child that's in your classroom, each and every single child that is growing, experiencing puberty, going through some hardships, and they have to sit there and deal with these students of yours that mean them no good, that are creating suicidal thoughts in their heads. Okay, you are responsible for these children and parents. You are responsible for your children. Stop letting them run amok with their tongues and their thoughts. You have baby bullies that you're raising. Baby murderers with their tongues. So going to eighth grade, I had to experience all of it. And I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to cut myself. I wanted to pour Clorox on myself. I'm being honest. Because the devil, through those two, made me hate myself. I hated myself. I hated to look in the mirror. I hated everything. I hated my parents. I hated everything. Because I never knew that my color was an offense to the manner that my own people would point it out. It's one thing to be teased by a, a white supremacist. And it's another thing to be teased by a brother and a sister. How is that balanced? Not to, e not to even say that a white supremacist has the right to dismember me with their tongue. And when you grow up thinking that dark skin is wrong and light skin is right, and I'm not saying light skin is wrong, hear me, but when you are taught that, the, thing, the internal evaluation and the internal critiques and the internal dissatisfaction with yourself shows in your eyes and you lose a glow for life. And see, the thing about teasing someone about their color is that the Most High God has a funny way of putting you around nothing but that skin tone. Mm, mm, mm. To where you may even end up having a baby by a man of the same skin tone that you used to tease daily. Oh, it happened. <laughs> I'm telling you all, my whole point is this. You've been teased about your skin tone to where you may have... Try to bleach, may have been told that you are not good enough. Some of you have even thought that if you marry somebody of a lighter skin tone, your children will have a chance. A chance at what? Chance at what? Come on. Some of you want to marry a, a light-skinned man who has a certain texture of hair so your children won't get your hair. What are you saying and teaching your children about yourself? Some of you want to lighten your skin and have even sought a dermatologist or an esthetician or somebody, a cosmetic surgeon to do so. Some of you have bought over-the-counter products to do so. Right? 
Some of you look at other people who are other tones and you idolize them and wish you were them. What are you saying to the most high God who created you? What are you saying, my brothers and my sisters? If you go and change yourself, what about your children? They're going to come out looking like the original you. If you go and change your nose, they're going to still have your nose. What are you saying? If you change anything about you, your children are going to still come out in the original format and pattern that is DNA designed. Those sisters that teased me, thank you. Thank you. I ran into you. I ran into you in my later years and your mouth dropped. You had to sit there and say, you look good. Wow, look at you. Yeah, see, I was sitting in the nail shop and all, you know, I told you there was two, but they were in a, they were in a click. All three of them came into the nail shop. All three of them. The most high God knew what he was doing that day. I had no fear. I had moved on in life and they got to see the emerged caterpillar. They got to see the butterfly and I'm still growing. I, I, I look better now than I did then because of what's growing on in the side of me, inside of me, what's growing on inside of me. That's what I said. Right? He will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies to where the people who put their tongue on you and have stuff to say about you can't say anything about you at all because you're on and you're popping. And I don't do this so my haters or anybody can can look at me and say, oh, wow. Because you know what? I don't even know who my haters are. Now, some people say maybe you should know who your haters are. I'm not thinking about them. You know, I know there's going to be people out there that don't like me and there's people who like me. That's just life. But I don't have time to think about them because I'm too busy getting it. Too busy doing it live, okay? So my brothers and sisters who have been teased, my brothers, you've been teased about your skin tone to where you refuse to get with a sister your skin tone. Some of you have even married outside of your tribe because you're so busy trying to get away from that tone. Oh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to accept our skin tone today. So there is something going on in Jamaica. And it's going on in other places, especially over there in Africa. There's something going on in Jamaica, a phenomenon, a skin bleaching phenomenon, you all, a skin bleaching phenomenon. I'm going to play this documentary for you. And you, I hope, are going to sit and listen. I need you to listen. I need you to get what's going on abroad. It's not just here. And it's still going on. People are still trying to escape their skin tone as if there's something wrong with it. See, if we could just focus on changing who we are as far as the unrighteousness that lies within us, then you wouldn't even care about your skin tone. You would embrace it. I've embraced my skin tone. I don't want to be any other color. That's no disrespect to anybody else, but I love being milk chocolate. I love it. I love being brown. Okay? And you know what's so funny? I used to come home and tell my mom, excuse me while I drink my water. I used to tell my mother and my father that they're teasing me in school. They keep on talking about how dark I am. And my mama said, baby, I want you to go there and I want you to tell them the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. Now, see, my mama is 30 years older than me. So she's got that civil rights movement, James Brown, I'm black and I'm proud type vibe going on. But this is the 80s, okay? This is the NWA era. <laughs> okay? So she was like, go and tell them that. I went to school and I told them 
was like, Mama, we're going to have to come up with something else because that rolled right off their back, okay? They laughed at me about that. But that also goes to show their ignorance. So listen, I'm going to play a clip for you. And it's called Cake Soap, Skin Bleaching in Jamaica. And when you listen to this documentary, just listen and be prepared to share with others. I want your full attention. This is brought to you by Joy Daily TV. The dance hall scene in Jamaica is the center stage for all of the latest dance moves, trends, and fashions. While exploring the dance hall scene, I noticed a strange growing trend sweeping the island. Some Jamaicans are bleaching their skin for a drastically lighter complexion. But why in a country where over 90% of the population is black, would people desire white skin? Join me as I journey deep into the world of skin bleaching in Jamaica. When I bleach and I catch a really white color, it's even whiter than the real white people, the color that I catch. That's the thing about bleaching in Jamaica. The female, when they see them go crazy. And be like, yo, you're pretty, you're white, you're, you're just white, I'm pretty. So. How often do you bleach your skin? Every day. White like Michael Jackson. Because the first time we try to get white, I use that other derm thing there, put it on my face. I mean, I tell you, they give me a reaction. Make my face come like them sour up fish there in a while. <laughs> you know? Speaker, speaker. <laughs> you never know them fish there. Speaker, speaker. You know what I'm saying? Black and things, but we are white. You see me? When did you decide that you wanted to try it out? And, like, what really gave you that push to actually go out and do it? Well, you know, me have, like, a whole heap of bump for my face. And mm. all over. So, one day, I see my cousin with some bleachings. Me actually use some for my face. And me see bump them. Like, they move, like, three nights. And they bump them gone. And then he give me this smooth looks and everything what me like. Sometimes you all people are bleaching brown and get black, 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 black. Because 
if you look at a real white person, that person might look pink. And that pink that he has is like a stage in my bleaching. So that's a stage before I get to super white. Some people black and ugly, some girls black and ugly, you know. You know what I'm saying? So you see when them put on bleachings, them kind of look good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you have some girls that are running too ugly in complexion, black, like a tar. Mm -hmm. So when I continue after that, I get super white. And it's even whiter than a white purse. It's like chalky white. So do you think that it, it makes girls more attractive when they do it? When they bleach? They look, they look better? Brown and pretty? Better than how they look when they're black? That's what she likes. So you think that a lot of the girls are doing it because guys like brown girls, right? And that is something we can't tell you the secret behind it because we are white men come down here look the pretty black girl them, and the black men them love white skin women. We don't know what's wrong with them, you know. When I start getting browner. I'm not saying that I wasn't getting attention or I don't get attention even when I'm dark, you know, but sometimes when I get very light, it seems as if the people can see me more clearer. Did you get more attention from girls when you were Oh my God. Pull up a girl like netball, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? They were running you down. You, you know, I say a word. When you walk out white and you're clean and you're close, you get a lot of girls. Well, actually, no, in Jamaica, white people... Like a younger set of people want to have like lighter complexion is for the girls. Tell you the truth, everybody want bleach or white for the girls. Even you, I can tell you if you bleach right now, I'm not telling no lie. I would not, be white. I'm not telling no lie. They will be watching you. Well, I don't. I personally like my complexion the way it is. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm getting, just telling you something. I like getting dark. I don't know what they want to say. Yo, I'm a white man. I'm fair complexion, I'm but fair. I'm white now. The bleach is up like seven. Mm -hmm. up, up, up. Bleach is very nice. I like to do it. When I do it, I look more younger because I'm a older woman. So when I do bleaching, I look more fresh and pretty. Well, in Jamaica, it would sort of be more like a compliment because the bleaching cream, they're a bit expensive. So nobody will not take that as an insult. Because once you're able to afford the bleachings and you're, it's going to make your skin pretty and you're getting prettier every time. So it takes money, so it's not going to be insulting. People will say, oh, he must have money. That's why you can't get your skin that brown. Because I think white people are mostly associated with kind of feeling rich or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think they try to look white because they associate rich people with it. Well, only idiots do those things. People sell out themselves. Uh, the opposite of what they are now, so maybe they want to change something with themselves. Why do you think they're selling out? Because they don't know themselves. Them just want to look like white while they never could. All of them bleach. When Jamaica was owned by the British, there were offspring of white people who were light complexion. And they were the ones getting the jobs. They were the teachers, the nurses. Certainly you could not work in a bank if you were not light complexion. So from people promulgate this bleaching, thinking that if the lighter color people are the ones who are more likely to be employed. And those of them who want 
employment. Some of them are the ones who do the bleaching. This is a psychological problem. They probably have the syndrome called body dysmorphia. People are bleached out their skin, and then when they go in yard, they're not the food in their fridge. Because why black people bleaching? It's just because of poverty. You understand what I'm saying? It's poverty, poverty, poverty. Mm-hmm. All right, now, I want to know, I've, I've noticed, you know, we're coming to Jamaica over here. I've noticed that more and more people have started bleaching. And it's become kind of popular. Yeah. Why would they do that? Because they want to be white. Oh, okay. They want to be white or like. 
no payment whatsoever in a stamp. That's their goal. So that's why Vibes Cartel people. Vibes Cartel Bleach, he's actually their god. They worship him. Because he's the one that popularized the bleaching again. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't even know. I thought you just had jerk chicken and call it a day. Even though if people in America are not doing that, we're not bleaching our skin, but they believe there are some American celebrities that have bleached their skin and they're modeling after these celebrities. Now, I'm going to name a few of them. I want to get your take on it. Very notorious for this. Gold cap. Your skin is going to get very dark. It's going to be darker than the original skin. 
Therefore, you would have defeated the whole purpose of bleaching. Yeah, last week Sunday, I take this one. And you were far lighter. Far, far way lighter. Last week Sunday than you are now. So, so what happened between last week Sunday and now? I may have unfinished stuff to do, so I may open doors in this one every day. So that's the reason why I get back to the house. As soon as I put on like one night, everything gone. All those, all those sunburn, but we bring me back black, gone. So this is a Chinese. Always get the bleaching. You buy them from the Chinese store. There, these stores are in every community and abroad, everybody. So let me see what you got. Pause. Pause. I got to say this. You know, the, the video is almost over, but I have to say this. This brother is in Jamaica, and there is a Chinese store in Jamaica selling these products these ugly products i can't call them beauty products because nothing beautiful comes from it so if you have beauty products there has to be ugly products so they're buying these ugly products known as skin bleaching cream and they're being sold the you know the merchant is the chinese people remember we talked about them you know i was talking to rome de carlo and you know just talking about Asians, Chinese people, Vietnamese, it doesn't matter, you know, um, Korean, Japanese are having stores in our neighborhoods, in our communities, and they're selling products that completely dismember us, completely can unidentify us, okay? And... Now, some of you are saying, well, you know, they have hair gel and shampoo. Yes, I'm aware of what's in a beauty supply store. I have, I, I go into them. I'm aware, okay? And I'm also aware of who the merchant is. Just being honest with you. So, I like to try to not frequent going into these beauty supply stores because I am really um, disgusted with them. And I'm disgusted with my sisters who have been dismembered and are trying to take on false identities. You know, when you see these stores, especially here in Jamaica and them selling the bleaching cream and there is a, they're behind the counter. Check this video out on your own. They're, it's on YouTube. They're behind the counter. There is a wire window, if you will, so you can't break and steal things. And these people are buying the products left and right. You know, there's something wrong with that. You got to kind of try to figure out why are certain suppliers from certain places? And how do these suppliers truly feel about you and I? You, excuse me, you and me. How do they feel about us? What are they selling to us? Are they selling something to us that's going to help us, hurt us, and hinder us? Or hinder us? Think about it. They're everywhere. These stores, these particular merchants, they're everywhere and they're selling stuff to us that has nothing to do with us. Why aren't we selling stuff that has to do with them? Why? Because it doesn't have anything to do with us. We are scattered. There is no remembrance of who we truly are. And it speaks about that in the word. We've been scattered and our thoughts are adrift. 
And we have traded out what is natural for the unnatural. And everything about us, no matter what country, this is an epidemic going on. Gotta get light, gotta get right. That is crazy to me. Crazy. Let me finish playing this video. This man about four, four, four tubes of, of bleach. This looks like medicated stuff,
I'll be born white from my mother. No, truly, me can't explain that, but me love my woman, me love my black woman. This is a white man talking. All right, come back to this issue because the black man love the white woman name and the or white pe man love peachy the black town woman. man. I want to see we can tell you the best thing is a mixed free picnic. You know, them pretty like what? Them only making an idiot of themselves. No matter how them bleach out, straight up, them identification still there. Still a black man or a black woman. So do you think that this might be like a reflection of like
how the color of your hair when you have leprous skin, okay? The look of your body, skin tone, texture when you have leprosy. I want you to discover this for yourself because if I were to tell you this, it would not do any justice. You would justify why this might not be true, but it is. I want you to take the time out to find out what blonde hair is a result of. I'm going somewhere with this. Brothers and sisters, the dark one, Beelzebub, along with the oppressors, have got us thinking that our skin tone and who we are is not okay. And that is a lie from the pit of hell that I rebuke right now in the name of the Most High God and His Son, the Christ. I rebuke every lie from you, Satan. Satan, I rebuke you. When you have color, that is a gift. You don't ever want to have your color stripped from you. You don't ever want to have your beautiful hue to become someone else's beautiful hue. How crazy is it that we're trying to get light and they're trying to get dark? That is confusion. And who is the author of confusion? The dark one, Satan himself, the oppressor, the inferior one, the one who wants to make you feel like you're inferior, three-fifths of a human we over here trying to get light and they trying to get dark. Getting lip injections, butt injections, tanning. Think about it, everyone. Think about it. This woman just said that the darker you are, the more color you have, the healthier you look. She's saying that being pale is not in. That when you're pale, you look unhealthy. So you want to get out there in front of the sun so you can get some color about yourself. But we've got to find out what happened to the color. Why was it stripped away? Why are they so desperately trying to tan and and get a color about themselves? And why are we? And then you got some sisters who say, oh, I'm going to go and tan today. Look, look. Look, sister, you're a sister. Okay, I don't know what's going on, but you got to rebuke that Babylonian identity that you are so comfortable with it that you have assimilated into and that you think is beautiful and, and, and stop it. Sister, you don't have no reason to be tanning. Why would you go and purposefully, purposefully put yourself in a under ultraviolet rays, under that type of radiation for your skin. Why? Who told you you needed to tan? Whatever color you are, you are. Look, just spend a summer outside somewhere in some tropical place. Spend a summer outside in the South. You will get all the enhancement that you think you need, okay? But sister, you're not supposed to be tanning. Brother, you're not supposed to be tanning. Do you understand that there's nothing wrong with your color? Do you understand it is a blessing to be colored? Look around you. You see color everywhere you are in the sky, on the ground. Color is before you. It is a blessing 
to be colored. Not a curse. Not a curse. Not something that you should be shamed about. Not something that's ugly, unhealthy. It is a blessing to be colored. It is a blessing to have melanin. And then here we go tearing each other down because somebody is too dark. So you automatically say that they're ugly. Some of you brothers are so guilty of shaming sisters for their skin tone. I rebuke you in the name of the Most High God and His Son, the Christ. I rebuke you because you are ill. You are a murderer with your tongue. You tearing down these sisters because you trying to tell them because they cocoa brown, because they milk chocolate, because they're dark chocolate, okay? That they're cappuccino, that there's something wrong with them, that they're coffee colored, that there's something wrong with them. No, brother, there's something wrong with you. And your teachings and how you might have been raised and the influences that have infiltrated your thinking and your lack of wisdom that you would sit there and land an ambush, a verbal ambush, an attack on these sisters who cannot help the way that they are made. And why should we have to help it? Why should I have to help my color. You know how we say, I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. Why should you have to, sister? Why should you have to, brother? I'm telling you right now, we've got to stop sitting there saying that somebody who is of a darker hue is unattractive. And we've got to stop saying that the only attractive hue is just that lighter hue. I rebuke that. That is a switch on play. I mean, excuse me, a switch on words, a switch on thought, and a switch on status. And it's occurring everywhere. These people are out here in Jamaica sitting here putting all these poisons and chemicals. You remember the periodic table when you had to take chemistry in high school or maybe you had to take it in college? That periodic table, that's the elements, the, the chemicals that they are putting on their skin because they want to be lighter and they look crazy. Earlier I said they had skin like hyenas because some parts of them are light and some parts of them are speckled. And as a result of that, their skin is thinning to where they can peel their skin off. What is going on? Why are we destroying ourselves? Why are we participating in these verbal homicides of the true natural identity of the brothers and the sisters? Why? Why? You know what you think. You know how you feel. You've heard your grandma or maybe your grandpa or maybe your auntie or maybe your uncle say, don't you be bringing home nobody that's a uh, too dark now because we want to keep this family light and bright and right. How ignorant. There is no light. There obviously is no light. True light? True light is the light of the world, the most high God. That's light. That is true light. Okay? That's the only light that we should even be focusing on. Mm. 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 Oh, Oh, there's so much to say. I'm going to finish playing this video out. They don't like the way that maybe men take them. Or it's a self-esteem thing. I think really you just have to feel beautiful within yourself. We white people love to get sunned up. So, to be serious right now and, and go forward, even in Germany or in the whole of Europe and the U.S., you know that, people run and get sunned all over. In the summertime, they go beach. In the wintertime, they go to the solarium lie under the light to get dark, you understand? So we don't understand why black people try to get white and white people dark. Make everybody stay like him done. <laughs>
to Joy Daly for that awesome documentary. Awesome, awesome. Always want to give credit. Always want to give credit to any of my sources and cite my sources, my brothers and my sisters. Have you ever heard this? You're pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Oh, you have nice hair for a dark-skinned girl. And when you have nice hair for a dark-skinned girl, they want to know what you're mixed with. I'm mixed with my mama, and I'm mixed with my daddy. I'm mixed with the Most High God's design for my life. I'm mixed with predestination. I'm mixed with righteousness. I'm mixed with unrighteousness. I'm mixed with destination. I'm mixed with intelligence. I'm mixed with all these other wonderful things, and you just want to know what's in my bloodline that made my hair look like that. Why? Why? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. And you know what happens? And I'm guilty of this. I've been delivered from it, but I'm guilty of this. I used to do this. I'm mixed with this. I'm mixed with that. I got a little bit of this because I just wanted people to say, okay, if she's got all this in her, then she has to be accept. We, we can accept her. 
Oh, I was lost. I was lost. I'm telling you. And what, and, and what navigated me towards being lost was the tongues of other people. And you know what the beautiful thing about it is? I, I accept who I am and I want you to accept who you are. Have you bleached your skin before? I'm talking to you listening audience. Have you ever bleached your skin? Have you ever tried to make yourself look better? Have you ever tried to scrub it off? Have you ever tried to harm yourself because you don't like the color of your skin? You don't like your hair. And just a side note, a little pause, because this kind of goes hand in hand with our people always putting these dangerous chemicals on our skin. Okay? It's also putting these da dangerous chemicals in our hair, trying to straighten out your hair, trying to relax your hair. Why is your hair stressed? If you're trying to relax it, that means it's stressed. Why is it stressed? Is it stressed because you don't pay attention to it? Because you don't want to deal with it? There's nothing that you can say to me that will convince me why you put a relaxer in your hair. I don't care what texture your hair is. First of all, you need to get that term nappy out your tongue, okay? To say that somebody's hair is nappy, when I think of nappy, I think of sleep time. I'm very nappy right now. You know how you sleepy? I'm nappy. I think I'm going to take a nap because I, I'm, I'm kind of nodding off so I'm nappy. That's what I apply naps to, being nappy, but not your hair, sister. And then you just repeat it. It just rolls off your tongue. It just rolls off your tongue. You can't wait to just tell me, oh, girl, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these this nappy hair. And then you see another sister whose texture is different than yours and be like, girl, my hair ain't good like yours. Like, I'm just tired of all of this, these words that are coming out of everybody's mouth. Stop putting these relaxers on your baby's hair. Okay, because by the time they get to second grade and it's picture day, you got a little bump and a little curl. And you see all that damage, all that break off. The hair is sitting there crying, trying to figure out why you put all these chemicals. Stop doing this to your little girl's hair. Stop being so dang lazy that you don't comb your child's hair. I gotta talk about it because it goes hand in hand. You quit to put this creamy crack on their hair and you wanna know why your children are having behavioral issues. Okay, I'm telling you, the chemical are seeping through their follicles, sleeping through their seeping through their pores, and it's causing them to get off of whack, and it's breaking off of their hair, and their hair doesn't have a chance. It looks like this seriously. They walk through like they walk through some some lighters or something. Like somebody just said, "Boof!" And there, your little girl's hair has just broken off, damaged. The heat has just caused it to completely fall off, and it's your fault because you don't want to comb their hair. Would you please take yourself to the to a store that sells products that will help your daughter's hair out as far as some detangler, some moisturizer, a wooden comb, a wide tooth wooden comb. And would you take the time out to nurture the harvest, nurture the field? Stop, stop, stop being so lazy with your child's hair that you sit there and your hair is looking all done up and your child look like, like I said, they played about 15 recesses back to back. Get it together, sister. I mean that. Now, anyway, so now you've, you've heard that this phenomenon is going on in Jamaica. You heard that they are applying the creamy crack left and right. They are, and I call it creamy crack for the face. These people want to be light. They are misled. They are confused. It's like a curse is on them. And even here in the U.S., United States of America, it's going on. I challenge you, my brothers and sisters, to stop 
with your idea of what beauty is and let the most high God teach you about being beautiful. You'll find out a lot of times there's more ugly people than beautiful people if we're speaking about the soul. Okay, so listen, there's a sister out in Ghana who is doing what she can to fight skin bleaching. Well, we just went from Jamaica, we gonna hop on this flight, we gonna jet over to Africa, to Ghana, and listen to this sister's story about fighting skin bleaching. So we're in um, Accra. Yeah. And you can see there's a lot of these um, bleaching products being displayed. If you look at Kara White, she is actually super, super white. So AJ Plus presents the battle of skin bleaching. Skin bleaching is big business and it's big across Asia, the Caribbean, the Middle East and other parts of Africa too. By 2018, the global skin lightening industry will be worth almost $20 billion. But here in Ghana, there's a new generation that's pushing back. They're spreading awareness about the dangers of skin whitening and they're fighting back against the social pressure to bleach. My name is Comfort Arthur. I used to skin bleach, but now I campaign against it. I am a filmmaker and an animator. When I was growing up, I hated my skin complexion. I hated being dark. That's why I did Black Barbie, because I believe as a filmmaker, you have a responsibility in terms of what you show. When I was 23, I stood in front of my local cosmetic counter. This was the first time I had my first bleach and cream encounter. Will this work? I asked the Asian assistant. Of course. It will rid your skin of this black existence. People will go and look at my two sisters and say, oh, they're so beautiful. And then that made me feel like, mm, maybe being dark isn't actually beautiful. Going out, you see young guys liking light girls, choosing lighter girls over you. And then you feel like, no, you are the problem. Society constantly bombarding us with images of light girls versus darker girls. When I first got that product and I opened it, I was like, yes, I'm going to get liked. Yes, I'm going to be like my sister and my mom. Ghana made headlines in 2016 when it banned skin bleaching products with hydroquinone, which is a potentially dangerous chemical. Hydroquinone was supposed to be off the shelves by the end of 2016, but more than three months later, we still found it for sale at the market. We reached out to Ghana's Food and Drugs Authority to find out why these products are still for sale, but we haven't heard back. So this is the product I use called Skin Light. It's this white one with the orange when I was young, when I was 23. Well, here in Africa, there's a saying that goes that when you're going to church and you see a white man on the way, you better go back home because you've seen God. Shika Obeng Kamara directs the FC Skin and Beauty Clinic in Accra. She focuses on skin repair, and she's also a molecular biologist. In Ghana, it's a popular saying. So on church day, if you see a white person, you've seen God. That is the life of the how much people want to be fair. That's how much people give lighter skin people or Caucasians that respect. So people also want to be as close to white as possible and bleaching is the sure ticket to being white. 
Hika's clients often don't even know what they've been putting on their skin. That's because a lot of these products are mixed at home, and then they're sold through social media or under the counter. Apart from hydroquinine, you'll find that other people use things like cement water, cement for building. People have also used hair relaxers. So you find that the clients will come and then and when you during the consultation you find that they're using all sorts of things to to lighten their skin, but it's actually bleaching. So we've been walking around Accra just to see some of the um, products that are being displayed on billboards. And as we can see over here, this is Bioskin, which actually doesn't have the um, illegal um, chemical hydroquin in it, which is actually good, but still is promoting this idea of lightening your skin, which, you know, to me is a bit of an issue because as much as it doesn't have this, um, the illegal chemical, but what is it saying to a young girl, young dark skin girl that, oh, you must be lighter or you must um, use this product so you can look light. So even though it doesn't have it, it's still trying to promote this idea of um, being the lighter is better. As you can see, the model over there is a light skin, beautiful model. Comfort started reaching because of social pressure, but that's also why she stopped. It got to the point when I was getting lighter and lighter. I was actually happy. I was like, hey, I'm getting light, I'm getting light. But the moment my friend pointed it out to me that, you know, you're, you're, you're getting light, you ain't that, you weren't that light before. That's when I was like, I, I felt a little shamed. Eventually, I learned to, you know, it took me a while. It took me a while to actually love the skin that I am in. So that was brought to you by AJ+. Plus. Now, this sister is over here in Ghana, and she said that there is a specific ingredient that has been banned from the skin bleaching products, but it's still making its way through the black market. It still has not been completely eradicated. You know, over and over again, I'm bleaching my skin to get lighter. Lord have mercy upon us and the damage that has been done to our minds to where we really have this problem. It's a problem. Oh, it's a problem. It's almost like a disease that we're trying to please other to make them feel at ease. And it just doesn't make any sense why we have to be teased, you know, so much that, you know, you can't just be born, live your life and then not have to deal with your own people. It's one, like I said, it's one thing for a, for, for a white supremacist to say something to you, but it's a whole other thing when it's your classmate that you got to sit and look at and share the same oxygen with for 180 days when it's on your job, when it's in college where it's in your family the worst is your family you know i'm telling you family i have discovered is more than just somebody who is biologically connected with you i have met more people that i have not i share no you know direct biological connection with and i say that very loosely because you know it's deeper than that but i've met other people who strangers who have become family okay family can make you be one and done and when your family teases you about your skin tone and your color and things like that, you know, it, it really it really puts something on you. You know, grandma favors this one more than the other or grandpa favors this one more than the other or, you know, whatever it is. Are you a mother who has told your brown skin son not to bring home anybody as brown as him? 
You know, are you a mother of a light-skinned son and you don't want him to bring home anybody darker than he is? Are you a light-skinned woman and you are destined to be with the light-skinned men so your babies can make up the difference for all of what you went through? Are you using a man for his skin tone just so your child won't go through what you went through? Because I want to encourage you to educate yourself. I want to encourage you to embrace yourself. I want to encourage you to have confidence in yourself so your little girl, your daughters don't grow up without the knowledge and the wisdom that they need in order to survive. You, mother, are to teach your daughter about black beauty. Excuse me, brown beauty. You, father, are supposed to teach your daughters about and sons about brown beauty. Brown beauty, understanding that the Lord God has not made any mistakes when he assigned our hues to us, that we really need to focus on something else versus color and that if you are looking at somebody and judging them based on color then I I, I am telling you to take off the gavel to, to put down the gavel and take off the robe. I am encouraging you to step out of that courtroom and remove yourself from the judgments that you are making uh, for our brothers and sisters. You're not qualified. If you're evil, if you are disrespectful, if you are unrighteous, you don't you are not qualified to open your tongue. See, I forgive those sisters who tease me. I forgive everybody who's teased me. Why? Cuz I survived, boo. I'm here. I made it. You were impatient with the cocooning process. You were impatient with my metamorphosis. Me me transitioning. But I'm here. You know, when they talk about the ugly duckling and the swan, hey. I'm here. And many of you are here too. You were awkward looking growing up. You were teased about your color. But look at look, look at you now. Look at you now. They can't stop it. They cannot stop the Most High God from taking everything that they said about you and working it out for your good, working it out for your favor, to have you on and popping, married. They not even married, the ones who teased me. I'm just being honest. You know, I'm not trying to throw no shade. I'm just talking about look at your life. You know, you sit there and you tease somebody because they don't have the attributes that you think that they should have growing up. And so you want to make them think that they'll never be loved, that they'll always be unattractive, that there'll always be this just, for lack of better terms, this crusty looking individual. And then one day the Most High God remembers you. Thank you, my cousin Carla, because she sent me something this morning that talked about remembering. And in order to be remembered, that means you have to have been dismembered. And the Most High God has a way about remembering you and putting back together those broken pieces. And I'm encouraged by that. And I want you to be encouraged by that. Some of you are still broken because of what you were teased about. And some of you are the teaser. Some of you are the bully. Some of you started out being teased and now you have become the one who is looking at other people who are a work in progress. The one thing I want to say about you, if you've ever lived this life and you've seen a butterfly, if you've ever seen a butterfly, then shut your mouth. From here on out, shut your mouth. If you've ever seen a butterfly, I want you to shut your mouth. Why are you telling me to shut my mouth? That's rather disrespectful. No, that's rather truthful. You need to be quiet. Because if you've ever seen a butterfly, then you know that all things work together for the good. That those that love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. That that things work out for things work out for caterpillars. Things work out for those who are in the cocoon. Things work out for those who are in 
situations that are confining, situations that compartmentalize you, situations that make you feel unattractive. Have you ever seen a caterpillar? Have you? If you have ever seen a caterpillar, then you have seen a butterfly. Say that, Ayana. If you've ever seen a caterpillar, then at the same time, my brothers and sisters, you have seen a butterfly. And I want to encourage all those who are in their cocoon right now, all those who are in the caterpillar season, you hold on. You hold on. It ain't going to always be like that. It's not going to always be like that. You hold on. I don't want you to commit suicide. I don't want you to bleach your skin. I don't want you to go see any cosmetic surgeon because you think that the way you look needs to be fixed. The most high God has a way of fixing it and turning it around and blooming it, budding it, pruning it, exacting it, you know, taking that coal and turning it into a diamond. Have you ever seen a piece of coal? A diamond comes from that. But there's a process. And oh, baby, when you're set on that post, you will shine before people. And he has a great way of bringing your enemies before you in certain situations where you looking good, smelling good, feeling good, living good, being good. And they got to sit there and shut their mouth or they're going to open their mouth and they have to compliment you. The same tongue that cuts you is the same tongue in some seasons later that will compliment you. You better say that, Ayana. Encourage someone today, Ayana. Beauty. Beauty and vanity. Oh my gosh. The vanity is what gets us. Always looking at how somebody else looks and not being able to accept how you look. So then you want to look like Kim Kardashian. You want to be Armenian? Huh? You want to be Kim Kardashian? Kim Kardashian don't even want to be Kim Kardashian. Said that. I said it. She doesn't even want to be Kim Kardashian. Well, how do you know? Well, her lips, her bottom, her breasts, everything about her. But here you guys go when it's time for you to post a video. Hey, guys, you just want to be her. Why don't you want to be yourself? Why don't you want to be yourself, sister? Why don't you want to be yourself, brother? Brother, you have completely denounced your allegiance to the sisters. You think that the sisters don't look good, but you come from one. So what are you saying about your mother? What you saying about your grandma and your grandma's mom? What are you saying about your lineage? What are you saying about yourself? One time a brother who was darker in complexion than I was told me that I was an acquired taste, my skin tone. He was confused. He was confused. And you can see it in his present day decisions. Lost and confused. He will never accept himself unless the Most High God renews his mind. Skin bleaching. Skin tone. Do you see what I see? Did you hear what I heard? That was the subject matter. But when you look on demand to the Sister Speak podcast, you will see that this show is called Skin Bleaching, Skin Teaching, skin preaching okay oh it's serious so when i talked about the skin tones and all of that 
A lot of sisters have had a lot of trouble even trying to find makeup that fits their skin tone. So I want to encourage all of us today to take better care of our skin. What? Take better care of our skin. First, accept your skin. Accept it. This is your color. Number two, nurture your skin. Nourish your skin. Number three, okay? Number four, exact a beauty regimen that will benefit your skin from the inside out as well as from the outside in. Drinking water. That is my favorite thing to drink. Water. Next, I ain't gonna lie. It's the Simply Lemonades. They got me took. Have you ever tried the Blueberry Simply Lemonade? It tastes like the best. It tastes like the okay version, the healthy version of Kool-Aid. It's really delicious. Simply Lemonade. That's what I drink. I don't drink sodas. <clears throat> so it's water. <clears throat> Excuse me. Simply Lemonade. You know, 100% apple juice, 100% orange juice. That's what you can catch me vibing on. A little white Ziffindale, a little bit of Merlot, and that's what you will find in my liquid palette. So we need to drink this water. Your body's made up of 75% to 95% of water. Those of you who say that water tastes nasty, clean your tongue. I, I, I'm telling you, go get a tongue scraper and clean your tongue. I'm not being funny, I'm being serious. You will see that your tongue holds a lot of bacteria. Scrape your tongue so your taste buds can be open. A lot of your taste buds are lying dormant because you're not adding, brushing your tongue to your dental regimen. So do that. So listen, you've got the, the water. Find products, organic products. You can even, there's sisters who are making skincare products organically and it's changing the whole skincare culture. So it's out there, there's no excuse. Find something that you know is not going to be harsh to your skin and get a regimen. Now, you know in the summertime, you're going to be dry. and you're, In the wintertime, you're going to be dry. So you're going to need different levels of moisturization because the, the humidity is a different type of dryness versus the winter chill. So you need to get a skincare regimen for you. Now, brothers, I don't know who told you that you're not supposed to be cleaning your skin. Some of you think that you can just get up and roll out. And that's not what you need to be doing, brother. You need to put something on your skin. You need a skincare regimen. Why? Are you growing a beard? Okay. Hair box? Right? Right. So you need, and, and just regular, you know, whether you have comedones, solar comedones, whether you have blackheads, whether you have a dilated pore of whiner, you know, whether you have uh, lipoma, you know, where are you getting all these terms from? I watch Dr. Pimple Popper. That's where. Okay? So anyway, you know, getting the proper products for your skin and eating properly. You know how they say you are what you eat? I'm telling you. Now, some of you aren't going to like this, but I am here for the truth. You need to cut pork out your diet. Yeah. You. Get that turkey bacon in your life. Get that turkey sausage in your life. Get that chip, chicken apple, applewood sausage in your life. Switch it up. Get the pork out your life. It's, it's killing you. It's killing you in more ways than one. And then you need to eat fish that has scales and fins on it. No more catfish. 
Oh, I'm, I'm getting at you because I want your skin to be clear. These are things I gave up. No more shrimp. You need to eat stuff that we are supposed to eat. If you want to know what we're supposed to eat, go to Deuteronomy. It'll help you out a lot. Now, some of you are saying that's the Old Testament. Is it still in the same? It's in the same book, correct? Nothing has changed. Don't let people start having you think that you ain't supposed to do certain things and then you end up having to depart from him because you became a work of iniquity by not keeping the laws. I'm serious, my people. We've got to get back to that. Your skincare regimen is counting on you. Eating fruits with antioxidants that can make your skin glow. That's what this is about. It's about defeating all these non-organic elements and taking on an organic, holistic approach to our skin care and accepting our skin care. Have a long talk with the Most High God and ask Him to renew your mind about skin tone. Repent for the way you have teased someone based on their skin tone. Some of you have teased people you've never said it out loud, but they walk past and you've been like, oh my gosh, look at this human. And you've said whatever you've said. They pop up on TV and you're like, mm-mm, or mm-hmm. You know, we all are finicky when it comes to judging people, but I'm telling you, we don't really have time to be doing that. Your skincare regimen is what you need. A skincare regimen mentally, spiritually and physically, my brothers and my sisters. Let's have a challenge, you know, 30-day challenge, 60-day challenge, lifetime challenge of really feeding ourselves what we need to be fed in order to glow. You want to have a glow, and your glow comes from having the fruits of the Spirit. It's something about you from the inside out that makes people be drawn to your personality and makes people say, you know what, you are beautiful. Your eyes are lighting up. Your voice lights up. Your spirit lights up. Okay? Healing, healing, healing. All my sisters, all my brothers that have been teased from the young, from a young age about your skin tone. Forgive. It's time for you to forgive these people who were ignorant and wicked towards you. It's time to forgive them. It's time to move on. It's time to be set free. You know, it's nothing like sitting in a jail cell. And the, and the cell door hasn't even closed. It's wide open. And you can walk out, but you choose not to because you're so used to what's been going on. Walk away right now from the scene of the crime. And I ask you to ask the Most High God to be healed. Forgive those people who talked about you. Forgive them. They're not worth the time. They're not worth the time. And for those of you who have teased someone, you better ask the Most High God to forgive you. And if you can run into that human and ask them to forgive you for making their life a living hell. Oh, I'm saying something to you. I'm saying something to you, my brothers and my sisters. It is time out for this whole light skin versus dark skin thing. Look, you are the color you are. I ain't got time to be battling you. I have an adversary, an enemy who is seeking whom he may devour, who desires to sift me like wheat. I don't have time for you. But then sometimes you can be the vessel that he comes through. And the next thing you know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And fret not thyself because of the evildoers. For in due season they shall be cut down like the wither herb. I just start go ahead and speaking the scriptures that, that come to my mind. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the stronghold of my salvation. Yes. Honey, I've had to learn how to unlearn all of the things that people said about me. I am a beautiful woman. 
I'm a beautiful brown woman. I am not what they said about me. You see me now, you can't even say what you used to say about me. Okay? And I have had a rough journey and so have some of you. But the one thing I have learned to do is I have learned to say thank you most high God for making me a brown skin woman. A brown skin queen. Thank you, thank you for making me look like you, Father God. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you so much. And you know what? He blessed me with a husband who loves my brown skin. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Now, does it? Queens and kings, that's who we must be. We must not act like what we have been taught. Unlearn this foul behavior, my brothers and my sisters. There's makeup out there that enhance, that is for every single skin tone. But if you choose not to ever put any makeup on your face, you must have a skincare regimen about you. Because when you have a good skincare regimen, it makes that makeup look even better. But then again, oh, what are we trying to make up? Oh, gosh, it gets deep, right? Right. <laughs> so today, my brothers and sisters, we just took a journey down a lane that we needed to go down. We needed to talk about skin tone and unlearning behaviors. You needed to know that in Jamaica, in South Africa, in Africa, in South America, people are teased about their skin tone. Teased all over. All over the world, there's a caste system that is set in place where, based on your skin tone, it determines how you're, how, how you're treated. And then some of you have figured and even mastered the assimilation look with your hair weave and a lot of sisters miss the mark with the weaves you know and the wigs you just it's just wrong and it's off and, it, and it's not complimenting you but somebody has told you that you have to put this wig on to make them feel less intimidated about your natural identity I would look for another job. I would look for another crew. I would look for a whole nother environment. What we not gonna do is tell me that I got to put 18 inches of something in my hair that is not who I am. My hair is my hair and if you don't like it, that is your issue, not mine. I'm not gonna go around trying to make you feel comfortable about what the most high God has done for me. I am his design, I am his creation and I refuse to make you feel comfortable about my hair. My skin tone. I'm not going to light lighten my skin tone to make you feel better about your ignorance. That's what your forefathers taught you. Your forefathers were oppressors. Your forefathers were ignorant. Your forefathers were the ones who decided to uh, enslave and teach us opposite of who we are. We are scattered in our remembrance of who we are, everybody. And I'm not going to make anybody feel comfortable, okay? That means that when I speak to you on the phone, I'm not going to change my tone to make you think that this is... I used to do that. I used... This is it. I'm going to turn, turn this down. This is what I used to do. Hello. Thank you for calling such and such and such and such. Hello. Hi. This is Ayana, and I needed to talk to someone about 
getting my service restored, blah, 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 blah. I would take on that tone, right? You know, people say I'm about to put on my white person's voice or people say, oh, you you, you sound white, you talk white. You, you sound ignorant, okay? I sound the way I sound. I speak clearly. I speak English. This is just a language that I have had to speak. I don't even know how to speak my original language. I'm just being honest with you. I take the tone that I tone. I, I take the tone that I pronounce. I use the intensity, and this is what it is. I'm not going to make you feel comfortable on the other line. When I get on the phone, you know it's serious. You need to handle it. And either I'm pleased or I'm not pleased. But it's not going to be, oh, I thought you were white when I walked into the room. No, you, that's what lean not to your own understanding. Some of you all feel like you need to assimilate into corporate America in order to be accepted. I want you to assimilate into being your own to be the owner of your own business, to be the CEO of your own company. You know why I love this podcast? Because nobody's going to tell me to dumb it down. Nobody's going to tell me that I'm being too sisterly. Nobody's going to tell me that I need to stop what I'm doing and assimilate into their culture to make them feel comfortable. No, this is the Sister Speak show. You understand what I'm saying to you? So today I challenge you to unlearn everything that you've learned about skin tone. And first of all, stop calling things black when they're not black. Stop calling things white when they're not white. I'm a brown skin sister. Black is not a nationality. Oh yeah, I'm going there with you. Now some of you are like, is she Muslim? Is she this? Look, no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. I am a daughter of Zion. I am a daughter of the Most High God and His Son, the Christ. I'm a Hebrew woman. Israelite. From the tribe of Judah. I had to find out who I really am. So whatever your father is, that's who you are. Oh, it goes deep. So... I have embraced my skin tone. I hope you embrace your skin tone. I hope you embrace other people's skin tone. I hope you take better care of your skin. I hope you stop thinking because you are of a certain skin tone that you're better than other people because you're not. I hope that you think that, I hope that because you are of a different skin tone that you are worse than other people because you are not. You are who you are. You are how you are. You are what you are. And you need to embrace that, my brothers and my sisters. Now listen. I'm getting ready to sign off, but I want to share something with you. As I've told you that the tour is coming up this Monday, we have the city on the tour. This Sunday, we have Jabari Usli. He goes by Aviated Visuals. He's a creative artist coming out of Texas. We have the city coming out of Houston, Texas on Tuesday. Coming to the stage, Nicholas Monroe, East Coast. On the 24th, we have Ayana Turner, I push lead journalist, as well as a published author who has a second book that she's working on, Beautiful Sister, Beautiful Queen. She'll be on the platform. We have Haley Maj. She'll be coming on to coming on the stage, a spoken word artist. She's really a poetess, and she is also an editorial model as well as a writer. So, I mean, the lineup is dynamic. Got some other people coming on. You can go to SGTPGW to check me out. 
on Instagram. You can go to www.sistergoodthing.com to check out my artwork, uh, to see what's going on next. And I'm always, you know, working on upgrading my website so you all will be able to maximize it to the best of our ability. We are upgrading the Sister Speak show. Oh my gosh, when I tell you the executive production that is coming, it's going to be pretty amazing. And I'm so excited. 505 plays of the Sister Speak show today. And people are from all over. And I'll be able to give you more of the demographics soon as we continue to upgrade this podcast. If you are interested in buying any type of artwork, you need to go to my page. I do canvas art. I do illustrations. And when I tell you that my art and my illustrations, they are, they're pretty phenomenal. I have to say that about myself. I really love the way my gift is growing. And I would love, love, love to compliment your home with my artwork. Okay? So if you're interested in canvas prints, if you're interested in a commission, if you are thinking about writing a children's book and you need a children's book illustrator, go to my website. See how I do my commissions and let's link up. If you're interested in any size print, whether it be canvas, okay? Any of the pieces that I've done, let me know. If you would like to purchase the original artwork, let me know. And I will provide price sheets. I, You know, it's one person here, and I'm working different hats to make SGT, Sister Good Thing, pop and flow. But I've got canvas prints. I'm looking at them right now. And these are beautiful original pieces of art, and they can be yours. Yours. I, my art prices are affordable. And if you're interested in a commission, let's talk, as I just mentioned. If you're having an event... Or if you just were looking for some light decor for your home and office, a touch of SGT is available for you. We focus on centerpieces, creating pieces that will have your guests and the people at your event speaking. And I'm affordable. And that is a local business in the DFW area. But when it comes to my artwork, I'm ready to ship wherever you are. I want to connect with you. You need to have some of this original artwork in your home. And you want to catch it while the price is affordable. Because as I grow, the prices will grow. So I'm available for commissions. Direct message me or email me. Let's connect. And how do you pay for these prints? How do you pay for the commission? Through PayPal. And you don't have to have a PayPal account. All you have to do is just have a Visa, debit card, or credit card. And let's do it. I send you the invoice and it's done. You can, you can expect your prints to arrive in seven to 10 days and you can hang them up. And now you've got a touch of SGT. Excuse me. You've got Sister Good Thing hanging up in your home or you've got a touch of SGT in your home office or at your next event. Either way, you better catch me because I'm here for you. So my brothers and sisters, I thank you for taking the time out to listen to the culture climate. I thank you for listening to Skin Bleaching, Skin Teaching, Skin Preaching. Okay? And I cannot wait to talk to you this Sunday. I can't wait for you to hear my guest this Sunday. You've been a wonderful listening audience. I'm impressed with you so far. Remember, we don't go dumb. We go wisdom. This is the Sister Speak Show. I am Ayana, your hostess. 
signing off. And until we meet next time, be blessed, be encouraged, be inspired. The Sister Speaks Show. No reckless entertainment, just listening nourishment. Goodbye.